Today on The Topping Show, Budweiser tags someone has very few tags indeed. Vivek on the importance of diversity of thoughts goes viral. DeSantis on Trump not debating goes viral as well. Elon to give $100 million to his nonprofit to start a STEM school. Southwest CEO promises there won't be any Christmas disasters unlike last year. GM crews to lay off 24% of their staff. And Coke to recall Diet Coke due to potential foreign materials. All of that much is more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice a day. I say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So if you click, click that button, I would greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have the Southwest CEO promising there won't be any Christmas disasters, unlike last Christmas, which, in terms of comparison, it's a pretty low bar, to say the least, to say that, you know, there won't be any disasters compared to last year, considering last year they canceled about 17,000 flights, which is a ridiculously high amount of flights. Pun moderately intended now this comes to us thanks to leslie jones at cnbc and this is as southwest airlines as well as every every other airlines is preparing for the myriad of people who go rush to the airlines in order to transport themselves across the united states to visit their loved ones as opposed to just you know driving which might take a little bit longer but you do save your dignity so you don't because you don't need to be strip searched you can actually properly defend yourself with your second amendment rights and Truth be told, if you bought a proper vehicle, aka one with three pedals, also known as a manual transmission, truth be told, you could actually have a heck, actually not just a heck of a lot more fun, infinitely more fun than being shoved into a big airplane like cattle. Now granted, this there's a little asterisk. If you can afford the, the big price tag for first class or private airline travel, I assume that's a very fun, luxurious, actually even an enjoyable type of flight. Personally, I've never had that experience, so I'll prefer my little Honda Civic Si with a stick shift, since, again, infinitely more enjoyable and, gosh, they have room to breathe around you. Now, it looks like the company has taken a couple steps this year in order to prevent, you know, knock on wood, not having more disasters this Christmas season. They know that they've added de-icing and other equipment and improved technology to avoid last year's meltdown, aka in terms of technology, they better not just have redundancy. They better have triple, quadruple redundancy. It's a technological term in IT where, simply put, think of having a laptop computer where you have two power sources. So instead of just having one power source to power it, you could have a secondary source from a different wall outlet and ideally on a different circuit in the house. It gives you more redundancies. So if one breaks, the other one immediately will work so that there's no interruption in your service of using the technology. Very rudimentarily put, that's redundancy in IT. Now, <laughs> now this is almost as if they're trying to dare bad things to happen. Bob Jordan actually said in an event, quote, it will never happen again, unquote. Which, again, never really? You always have that unknown variable of cybersecurity attacks as well. So I don't know how much they're spending on cybersecurity, but there's always some variables you can't control. So I think a more appropriate statement from Southwest Airlines would be, we've done everything in our power 
that we can possibly control in order to ensure that our clients don't have any issues with missing their flights, or having flights canceled. Because again, there's always the unknowns and the variables you can't control. Now, it'll be interesting to see, that unfortunately they don't go into the, the fun nerd stuff, which is like, I'd love to know the actual de-icing technology they're using, perhaps a flamethrower? I mean, I doubt it, but that'd be kind of neat. Probably not great for the structural integrity of the airplane. But nevertheless, it'd be interesting to see what they actually go into. But no, the article just says how, oh, they actually noted the fiscal impact of last year's business blunder. Now, they noted that last year, canceling 17,000 flights cost Southwest Airlines, sorry. I was gonna say, I'm not a doctor, but if you click the subscribe button, it may very well assist in my enunciation and my articulation of words. Again, there's very few guarantees in life. I'm not saying it's 100%, but it's worth a shot. Now, back to me attempting to say the word Southwest, now, with Southwest Airlines specifically, with the cancellation of those 17,000 flights, it looks like the loss of revenue from that equated to $1 billion, which, Jesus Louise, if I was a shareholder, I would be irate because that, again, this is a peak season. This is where people are flying more than any other time. It's literally where they, like very similar to most businesses, actually, Q4, the fourth quarter of the fiscal year, that's where a lot of them thrive. So it'll be interesting to see they have some of these to better technologies and better redundancies in place hopefully they'll have a smooth trip but as i always say time shall tell other interesting business news you have general motors crews to lay off 24 percent of their workers now of course when it comes to those types of numbers you always have to ask yourself well that's interesting but what's the actual correlation to aka you know the real sample size the real quantifiable number so while 24% is pretty large, in fact, well, public schools won't tell you this, but private schools will let you know that that's close to 25%, which is also known as a quarter. So if you have, you know, think of, you know, four units or, you know, 25% each, one down, that means you still have 75% of your workforce in place if you lose 25%. I know they don't really teach basic mathematics or darn near anything in public schools these days. That's why they have a 32-year low ACD score as well as lower scores for testing in mathematics, science, history, partially because they probably don't teach them because they teach political ideologies. But nevertheless, we have just added more value than some public schools in the United States, as crazy as it may sound. Now, GM Cruise is an acquisition, and as well as a terrible name in terms of General Motors made a vehicle called the Chevy Cruise, spelled differently, and then they acquired an autonomous driving company called Cruise. Now, they probably should rebrand it to something to make things a little bit less confusing, even though they did kill the production of the Chevy Cruze, the vehicle, which truth be told, I actually appreciate it because you could get it with a stick shift, AKA male transmission, AKA the best driving experience you'll have bar none. Now it looks like correlating the number of workers for the layoffs, it looks like 24%, it's gonna be nine. So as approximately 900 employees. And again, this is coming after a couple of incidents in which they had their vehicles accidentally hitting people. They had the city of San Francisco pulling their permits to actually perform their utilities or perform their services there. So they've had major setbacks. And of course, they do have ever-increasing competition from technology companies that are getting into autonomous driving. You have Tesla increasing the research and development in that regard as well. So I'm not too surprised the CEO and many other executives at GM's owned crews have also been leaving the company left and right. It's almost as if the writing is on the walls. They halted production for a little while. I don't see any good news at this quote unquote startup that General Motors has purchased. 
And I can't help but think it might just be another, yet another footnote in the whole book of General Motors business blunders. Though, let me know in the comments, do you fasten here, what you have to say. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Budweiser tag zone tweet gets a mere 60 likes and very few tags, truth be told. Now this comes from the specific Twitter account of Budweiser, hashtag BudweiserUSA, even though they're owned by a Belgian-based company. Now, they actually had a little graphic. It looks like they may have spent at least maybe $3 on this graphic, and it's a white, or rather a red background with just simple white text saying, quote, tax someone if you want to gift your buds this holiday season, unquote. Then they have the Budweiser logo. That's it. Which... Back in the day, if you were a naughty child, now granted, not enough coal was given because the United States is an entitlement society where everyone's a winner, which is perhaps the bane and the root of many of our issues today. But back in the day, if you were a bad child and the parent actually did their job and parented them and reinforced positive behavior and punished negative behavior, well, those parents would give them coal. So if you're a crappy kid the whole year, misbehaving, not listening to your parents, you would appropriately get coal. Although ironically, now that I think about it and I'm older, I realize the value of coal being one of the most popular forms of energy production in the United States. So, depending on where you live, just throw that in the heater or, you know, free energy, if you get it for free as a gift. But nevertheless, it's supposed to be a punishment. Now, I can't imagine nowadays, it's a little bit less practical to give someone coal, it's pretty dirty, and I, truth be told, it's actually a pretty penny to buy it somewhere. Well, a pretty vintage penny, modern pennies is 99.99% zinc, it's basically garbage. Now. In terms of tagging someone you would want to give buds this season, I can't help but think that's more of a punishment than a gift. That's If I were to write down all the things I would love to have this Christmas, if you were to give me over a thousand options, two thousand, ten thousand, it wouldn't even make the top 100,000 items. Presumably the only thing you could use a Budweiser for would be maybe target practice, perhaps as a weed killer if you report on some weeds in the yard. It's one of those instances where, would it really be, would that be holiday cheer? Or would that be more of a holiday punishment? I mean, how would you feel if someone gave you a case of Budweiser? I mean, I, I can't fathom someone actually smiling and you know enjoying that gift. It'd be almost as awkward as when you were a kid and some relatives gives you some socks and you're like, yeah, thanks, grandma, I appreciate it. Uh, granted, nowadays, truth be told, I wouldn't mind getting some socks. But nevertheless, as a child, it's just abhorrent. No one wants socks back then. Now, I can't but think, nowadays, it's probably the same thing for Budweiser. If someone, you were to give someone Budweiser, would be like, yeah, thanks, kind of? You, they're not really thankful. But let's go to the comments section and see if I'm correct or maybe I'm wrong in my take on the situation. It's happened once or twice before, allegedly. So going down, and again... That got 6,632 views, which, again, in regards to social media, that's nothing. Some of my posts on LinkedIn gets more views than that, and I'm not a multi-billion dollar multinational company yet. Someday. Knock on wood. But that is pretty pathetic for Budweiser, which used to be beloved by everyone in the United States. And it got immediately 60 likes. It looks like one person bookmarked it, 24 people retweeted it, and then they only got 69 comments. Which, again, for such a big company and what used to have a huge cult following, that's not a lot of comments. Some of my videos on the YouTube actually get more comments than that. Now, 
for the record, most of them are not positive, though I do appreciate the critique and the feedback. Leave a comment below and let me know what I could do better or worse. But nevertheless, let's dive into the comments and see how many are positive. Let's see here. Frag F says, hey, Budweiser, I want beer.eth subdomain for Christmas. So I guess maybe Budweiser bought a web domain and they want to buy it? Epic fail for a comment. That has nothing to do with giving people Bud Light, or in this case, Budweiser. Let's see. A lot, a lot of people just doing the hashtag winning at life. What? People are tagging their relatives. What a mean thing to do. Oh man. It's almost like almost like an insult. People are actually tagging their friends, gifting butts. Tag someone you want to give, but what's the point of tagging them either? It's not like, usually Budweiser and Bud Light, they're giving away all this free beer and free sweepstakes and all this crap. Of all the times I would think it would make more sense to actually enter someone into a sweepstakes, this would be one of them where you're tagging people who presumably would want your product. Granted, most people might use it as a fertilizer or a weed killer, but nevertheless, of all the times where I thought there should be a sweepstakes, they don't have it. Interestingly enough. None of them are getting likes either. Let's see here. Ricky Couch got two likes, so here's something. He says definitely hashtag ACR ladybug. Dag nabbit wrong kind of buds. Unquote. I got two likes. Let's see. So I actually tagged Bud Light. I don't know why they did that. Why would Bud Light need Budweiser? Mentally vacuous to say the least. Let's see here. Most boring comment section I've seen all year. So it really is just a bunch of people simping for Budweiser and just tagging friends who would allegedly want to win, or I guess they would want Budweiser for Christmas, which, again, I can't think of a sadder Christmas story or a Christmas family get-together than going over and seeing the Christmas tree, and under it you see a case of Budweiser. I can't fathom a worse gift in 2023, could you? I pretty sure they will forever be in the business blunder section of the podcast, though it is fascinating to watch them continue their cultural decay. But maybe they'll come out with a fascinating, brilliant marketing campaign. Who knows? Maybe they'll turn things things around. I mean, the Magic 8-Ball would certainly say the outlook is not good, but time shall tell. Other interesting cultural news, you have Elon to donate $100 million to an open to a, for a new university in Texas. Now, this comes just thanks to The Guardian. They noted that tax filing shows much charity. The foundation seeks to establish a primary and secondary STEM school in Austin. Now, it looks like the foundation to establish primary and secondary STEM location in Austin seeks accreditation from the Southern Association of Colleges and School, College, school Commissions on Colleges for Launching University. The foundation said the curriculum for the school and university would, quote, combine formal instruction by experienced faculty in the subjects such as mathematics, science, 
engineering, and physics, alongside hands-on learning experience, including simulations, case studies, fabrication, design projects, and labs. The school initially aims to enroll 50 students admitted based on merit. Which is pretty controversial to say the least in 2023. Oh, the media is going to go after him hard. Imagine just admitting someone based on merit alone. Good God, the other universities can't stand that, even though the Supreme Court said it's illegal for them to do it otherwise. Oh, they're going to go. I can't help but think the critique on Elon is just going to ramp up even more after this news breaks. They continue to say, quote, the school does not want the inability to pay tuition or fees to be a barrier for students. Thus, if a student is admitted to the school, tuition and financial support will be provided to the extent of available resources, unquote, according to their tax filing as well. Let's see here. Looks like they talk about Musk moving to Texas after he's criticizing Silicon Valley. Alleged. So it'll be interesting to see. I think a lot of people are getting hungry for a different college experience one that actually focuses on, you know, the curriculum and, you know, the zeros and ones, the actual substance of education as opposed to social causes and cultural Marxism. Now, there's a clear lack of options in terms of a lot of colleges have a lack of diversity, especially when it comes to diversity of thought, which is kind of a concerning thing where you have everyone going to the same schools being told the same things. Doesn't make much for an interesting intellectual society. So it'll be interesting to see how much traction this gets and what, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> not feeling the best, but nothing stops me because persistence is key to life. Now, it'll be interesting to see what's the interest level from the consumers and if more and more people start to attend his university, could there be a movement where more and more people start to move away from the traditional colleges where they just, in more or less, are just glorified indoctrination schools? Or maybe they start to shift to actually more schools actually teach you real skill sets and not underwater basket weaving. It'll be fascinating to see from a culture perspective which school grows more. We just had Harvard. The president brilliantly lost them about a billion dollars in donations. She was caught plagiarizing. And yet, she still has her job. Zero accountability. Seems perhaps she needs to get into politics. She would fit in perfectly in that regard. So it'll be fascinating to see what kind of a cultural movement we see around colleges in the United States and what other options might bloom to the surface. Now going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek Ramaswamy on the importance of diversity of thought. Now this comes to us thanks to good old Twitter, or as 17 people call it X. And, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, Vivek Ramaswamy saying, quote, in the name of diversity, we've completely sacrificed the true diversity of thought. In the name of inclusion, we've created an exclusionary culture where Certain views just aren't welcome, unquote. And this went viral, as the youth might say, gained 1.4 million views and 19,000 likes. And this is a brief clip. It looks like it when he was over in Des Moines, Iowa. I know that's not Des Moines, but go Hawkeyes. They're more Iowa City, but nevertheless. She's a professor at Drake University who teaches in the College of Business and Education. She's a Republican from West Des Moines who is undecided. Claire? Thank you, Abby. Thank you also for... I, I, I just got to stop right there. How many people are really undecided? We've had a lot of data. We've had multiple debates. You've had multiple interviews. A lot of information just at your fingertips on the Twitter sphere, on the, all social media. Where You can look up every candidate and know his opinion on most of the hot topics by now. But I do think it's hilarious there are some, still some people. And you'll see this when you, even when we get to the point where it's 
inevitably, I think with his polls on all the data we have now, it'll be Trump versus Biden again in 2024. Even then, if there's some, I can't fathom there being undecided voters because we've seen both career tracks and both gentlemen. We've seen their voting patterns. We've seen what they, we, we have the track records. We know what they'll do. And yet there will still be people like two or three debates into the 2024 election. They're going, eh, I just don't know. Really? But another topic for another time, perhaps. We're spending time with our students at Drake. As a professor, I think it's super important that we get that opportunity. So thank you for spending time with them. As president, what specific strategies would you implement to promote diversity and inclusion in leadership roles within both public and private sectors? How do you plan to support the advancement of underrepresented groups, including women, in these areas? So I'll be very honest with you. I'm going to share with you Thomas Sowell quote that stuck with me. If you care about somebody, you tell them the truth, or at least what you believe. If you care about yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. And I'm, I have a feeling I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear on this one. So I think the diversity, equity, inclusion agenda has been abused. In the name of diversity, we have, at many of our universities, totally sacrificed diversity of thought. In the name of equity, we've perpetuated a lot of inequity and inequality of opportunity through affirmative action and otherwise. In the name of inclusion, we've created a new culture of exclusion where certain points of view aren't welcome. So especially in a university setting, what do I care about? Diversity of viewpoint. This is important, actually. I think diversity of viewpoint is part of what this country was built on. Well, the best way to foster diversity of viewpoint is to screen candidates for the diversity of their views, actually. Many look at the board members of many universities. You're going to go through their partisan affiliation. It's not 80-20. It's going to be like 90-10 in the other direction. It's more. completely at odds with the representation of this country. Oh, it's more than that. Ben Shapiro's book called Brainwashed. It actually goes through a couple of universities where you're talking 97%, 98%, 99% in some cases of all the faculty voting for a particular political party use Democrat. So it's now it's quite should be quite concerning when every single leader at a university is all singular minded. You're not really going to learn much if you're just studying one side of the equation. So do I value diversity of viewpoint? Absolutely. Do I think we're doing a good job of that? No, we're not. And it's not an accident. In the name of diversity, we've actually created a new culture of conformity. And so I think it's entirely possible to have a group of 10 people who look similar to one another who have different views. I think it's entirely possible to have a group of 10 people who look different from one another, or who look the same as one another, but have different views, or look different from one another and have the same views. And so I think the best way to screen candidates for the diversity of their experiences is to actually ask them about the diversity of their experiences. And I think the use of these racial and gender quota systems, I think have actually created a new form of racism in the United States that otherwise would not have existed. It's sad to me. I mean, I've hired, not because I was thinking about it consciously, plenty of black women in different positions of authority in this campaign or other companies or whatever. And I can tell you it saddens me when people look at somebody who I hired on the basis of merit and say that they only got that job because of their race or gender. That doesn't do anybody a favor. And so I think if we restore true meritocracy in this country and embrace true diversity of thought, chances are we're actually going to have a bunch of different shades of melanin and a range of genders in different positions. But let it be not the goal. Let it just be a byproduct of actually selecting for people who are the best person for the job, and especially in a university setting, diverse viewpoints as well. That's what I'm saying. And that's a good place for us to pause. We'll be right back with more from presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. Again, they got 1.4 million views on the Twitter and 19,000 likes. And I suspect 
it'll probably be overwhelmingly supportive of his original statement when you go to the comic section. But let's dive in and find out. Someone by the name of Hong says, quote, If you care about someone, you tell them the truth, or at least what you believe. If you care about yourself, tell them what they want to hear, unquote. Spot on. I got 782 likes. Joffrey Miller says, quote, Well said, you understand exactly the central problem in American universities. We must restore mediocrity and viewpoint diversity. Many professors like me have waited decades for this issue to get serious national attention, unquote. Got 208 likes. Red Balloon says, and they get an A-plus for marketing because their profile picture is, in fact, a Red Balloon. Now, Red Balloon says, quote, DEI, Division, Exclusion, Exclusion, and Ineffectiveness, unquote. Got 144 likes. Andrew Krapchusis says, quote, DEI, Division, Exclusion, and Insanity, unquote. Got 339 likes. Glenn says, quote, it's evil masquerading as good, unquote, getting 47 likes. Graham Reed says, quote, well done, Vivek. This, that woman is not Republican, unquote, getting 59 likes. And, yeah, I would probably tend to believe that, especially when you look at, yeah, her, the way she phrased the question. And then just given the odds of where she was at, geographically speaking, yeah, I don't think she's Republican. But it's fascinating how they'll do that, especially on CNN Talent Halls, which this looks like it was also CNN Town Hall. They'll have these pretend Republican voters be like, oh, yeah, I have a question. And you're like, that clearly is not a question someone would ask if they were truly part of the Republican Party. But nevertheless, going back to the comments, you have Jackie Rutakako says, quote, you have an excellent answer. The one people are waiting to hear a common sense, inclusive and humanity approach. Well done, unquote. Got 98 likes. Indian Tintin. Says, quote, by leftist standards, even ISIS was diverse. It had many members from every racial background, unquote. Got 30 likes. Crocsed out, says, quote, this is one of the best explanations on the subject I have ever heard, unquote, getting 31 likes. Namveet Kushal says, quote, awesome Vivek, thank you for speaking the truth so clearly. Hashtag Vivek Ramaswamy. You are speaking for millions. Landside victory is awaiting you. All power to you. Thanks to hashtag Elon Musk for protecting free speech from mainstream media, media and channels. They better wake up sooner than later. Unquote. Got 102 likes. Captain Cool says, quote, you are nailing every question. I hope USA gets to see you in the leadership role. Vivek for president, unquote, getting 69 likes. Andre says, quote, brilliantly said, this happens in Europe too. Please fix it, unquote, getting 98 likes another top comment comes from gruler gruler says quote she is definitely not a conservative maybe a rhino republican at best she's a clown for asking this question when there are way more important issues that need addressing unquote getting 42 likes let's see here as i scroll down more and more looks like all overwhelmingly supportive of Vivek. So again, I think this is going to be one of the top issues going to the election is again, all these universities are becoming more and more just brainwashing centers. And we're seeing the effects that it's having a modern society and the effects are not good. 
So I think there will have to be someone who addresses the big elephant in the room, or in this case, the big donkey in the room, and say, well, we do need some more diversity of thought as a society. That's where the best ideas are rooted to the surface. However, you have one side of the aisle that consistently embraces censorship and wants to have control of every medium of communication, which is quite concerning. It'll be interesting to see if there's any real way to bring about a positive solution. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news, you have Ron DeSantis on Trump not debating going moderately viral. So this comes specifically from Ron DeSantis' personal Twitter profile. And he says, quote, Donald Trump has refused to debate throughout this campaign. He doesn't think he owes it to Iowans. He doesn't think he owes to granite staters to show up and debate. Nobody is entitled to this nomination, unquote. And that got 430,000 likes and right stop that reverse it got 420,000 views and 4.3 thousand likes and this is part of the cnn town hall in des moines iowa and without further ado i'll play that clip really quick of mr desantis over the weekend um donald trump compared the bravery of those who have served in the military with his decision to debate hillary clinton in 2016 after the Access Hollywood tape came out, and, and you, you, you tweeted about it. You seemed you seem offended by it. So, uh, you know, Donald Trump, uh, so he's, uh, when he gets off the teleprompter now, you don't know what he's going to say. He's a different Donald Trump than 15 and 16. You know, back then he was colorful, but it was really America first about the policies. Now, a lot of it's about him. And when he's doing this and says that debating Hillary Clinton after Access Hollywood was like an example of bravery, that some general told him was was more significant than soldiers who fight and die in war, that is offensive and that is wrong. Debating is the bare minimum that a political candidate should do. And I would note, Donald Trump has refused to debate throughout this campaign. He doesn't think he owes it to Iowans. He doesn't think he owes it to Granite Staters to show up and debate and answer questions. He doesn't think he should come and have to answer questions from voters. A lot of times he'll come and give a speech and leave. He's not going to visit all 99 counties. Nobody is entitled to this nomination. You've got to earn this nomination. And part of the way you do it is you show up, uh, you answer people's questions, uh, you shake their hands, and you show them that you care about the future of their communities. I care about the future of these communities. I care about the future of this country. I'm not running for me. This is not about my issues. It's about your issues, your family's issues, and the future of this country. And he even got claps. The record shows. Although, it's let's be honest, this is CNN. That might have just been the laugh track or the clap track, so to say. Might have to do a fact check on that and have some little audio analytics done. Now, going to the comments section, again, Ferran Santos went pretty good in terms of social media. Got 420,000 views and about 4.3 thousand likes. So, I'm not a gambling man per se. Truth be told, I like to gamble myself, so I started businesses. But if I were a gambling man, I'd say probably 50-50 split in the comments section, being supportive of DeSantis versus being against him. But let's dive in and find out. One of the first most popular responses comes from American Free Thinker, saying, quote, President Trump is the president of peace and is a video of Donald Trump visiting North Korea meeting with their political dictator, Mr. Kim Jong-un? I forget. 
but that got 216 likes and it is the video of Trump walking up and shaking his hand. JD Sharp says, quote, he's up to 50 and he's a proven operator. He doesn't have to. Oh, let me reverse that. Again, I'm not a doctor, but if you click the subscribe button, it could help with my enunciation and my speaking ineptitudes. Perhaps it's, there are very few 100% guarantees in life. Just saying, can't hurt to give it a try. Now, let me reattempt that quote from Mr. JD Sharp. And he says, quote, He's up 50 and he's a proven operator. He doesn't have to. You need to drop out, endorse him, and prepare for 28. You're doing nothing but dividing the party now and wasting valuable donor dollars while middle class Republicans have less extra money than ever, unquote. Got 465 likes. And when he says he's up 50, that is regard to many of these polls for the Republican nominee have Trump about 50 points ahead of Ron DeSantis. I mean, right now, DeSantis is struggling just to stay ahead of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is increasing her poll numbers exponentially, and she's almost, in some one-off polls, she's beating DeSantis. The poll aggregator still has her about half a point to one point behind Ron DeSantis. And keep in mind, Nikki Haley just got a huge, huge investment from Wall Street, and a lot of the major donors that were donating to Ron DeSantis switched over to her. So she has a lot of funds and a lot of ammo for the fight, so to say. That's going to help bolster her political campaign, regardless of her social or political ineptitudes, resources absolutely do matter. So that's going to help bolster her in the polls. Now, again, yeah, the real issue is most of them are about 50 points behind Trump. So the joke is, you know, who is, they're really just running for VP. Although we'll see at the end of the day who, who Trump actually chooses with all the data we have now for all these polls. He is by far ahead in the polls for the Republican nominee. Going back to the comment section, someone by the name of Chase Geisler says, quote, why would first place get involved in a fight over second place, unquote? Got 420 likes. Someone by, by the name of Liberty NH says, or is actually as he says, and is a gif or a picture of Elon Musk, he says, at me to politicians, is a picture of Elon Musk saying, go F yourself. Got 128 likes. American Deplorable says, quote, no, he doesn't owe it to you. No one trailing by 40 points is entitled to a debate, unquote. Got 205 likes. Will Austin says, quote, Donald Trump is our nominee, Ron. You're a great governor, and you could have had your chance if you showed Trump loyalty. No, now you have no chance, unquote. I got 127 likes. Mike says, quote, I've never seen someone with so much potential ruin his career so quickly, unquote. Got 255 likes. And Ron DeSantis, perhaps he is the political blunder of the year. Again, he started off polling pretty good at around 33% when it comes to the polls for where people are being asked, who do you support to become the Republican nominee? He was around 33% last year, or last year around, you know, January in 2023. And throughout the year, you, just, you look at the poll aggregator, it just goes lower and lower and lower. He's now around 12.3%, which is also known as terrible. So again, I know he's had some turnover as staff. I can't help but think it can't get much worse. Just fire everyone and hire, hire literally anyone. I mean, anyone with a mock of intelligence or with marketing background could assist his campaign. Like it just keeps going down and down and down. It's almost impressive how much his campaign is failing when, again, he did have a proven track record as governor of Florida, and he did some great things, which led to the population increase because people moved to the state in part because of him and his policies. And yet, 
They keep making terrible blunders, shooting themselves in the high-heeled boot and going down the poles. It's almost as if some of them are doing it on purpose. But nevertheless, back to the comments. Someone by the name of Ultra MJ Truth says, quote, Let that sink in, Ron, while you're prancing around in in you high heels debating Nikki Haley and Donut Lord Chris Chrissy. You're in third place. No one likes you, bud, unquote. Got 355 likes. Now, it looks like we do have a moderately positive response, or at least something that is not saying something negative in one post or response. Liberty NH says has another comment, and he says, Haley is the worst, and it's a picture of Nikki Haley in some type of vehicle, and it says, get in, loser. We're off to violate people's rights to privacy, unquote. Got 209 likes. While Bill NC says, quote, you're pulling at 9%. He's busy fighting a much larger battle. Now F off, unquote. Got 351 likes. Conservative Patriot Pizza, bitch. I was going to say, B minus for marketing. He does have a picture of a girl, but she does not have a picture of pizza. Nevertheless, this alleged pizza fan says, quote, no one is entitled to the nomination except maybe a guy who's 50 points ahead of you. You aren't entitled to Trump's time. The country knows who he is, what he's done, and what plans to do once reelected. That's enough for majority of conservatives. You're destroyed. Unquote. Got 54 likes. Let's see here. A lot of people using sports balls metaphors, saying how far Trump is ahead in the in the game and this is the fourth quarter or the ninth inning or whatever inning it is and that you know Ron Sanchez just needs to drop out Let's see here oh we do have one some I have a couple bring to the surface photographic Floridian says quote I wouldn't want to answer for the eight trillion added to the national debt or the Trump scene either unquote got 15 likes and then yet below that comment is someone named Brandon Sardio says, quote, this is why he's losing, unquote, getting 12 likes. Alexander Miguel says, quote, so you go on CNN and cry, LOL, laughy emoji. This person got 59 likes. And a lot more comments just talking about the big delta in the polls between DeSantis and Trump. We're talking 50 points. Let's just say the Las Vegas odds for DeSantis are... Yeah, they're not great. And it does look like it was, eh, about 85% negative. Let's be honest. About 90% of the comments are negative against Ron DeSantis and 10% in his favor. Again, it'll be interesting to see. You know, there's not a one-to-one ratio between social media and the polls. So it'll be interesting to see what all this activity translates to in terms of, I mean, is this gaining him potential voters at the polls or... Is just alienating others and just kind of, or is everyone just becoming more galvanized in their original positions and these posts really don't make much of a difference? It'll be fascinating to see, but as I normally say, time shall tell. Now going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Coca-Cola recalling around 2,000 cases of Diet Coke. Now this comes to us thanks to Fox Business, which... The most surprising story of the day, perhaps, is Fox is still in business. I was shocked. I had to do a double check, maybe look at the um, internets for some fact checking. And yeah, they actually do have about 18 people who still t- they still tune into the shows, and they apparently still have an audience. 
I mean, perhaps they're mostly inebriated by drinking Bud Light, but nevertheless, they do have an audience still. Now, this comes to us thanks to Alyssa and Murphy. They noted that, quote, potentially foreign material prompts a recall of nearly 2,000 cases of Coca-Cola products. Coca-Cola said that no impacted product remains on the market, which includes Diet Coke, Sprite, and Fanta, interestingly enough. Now, they noted that the risk of foreign or potential foreign material led to recall of the 12-pack and cases of 12-ounce Diet Coke, Fanta Orange, and Sprite cans, an enforcement report published by the Food and Drug Administration said. It looks like the Alabama-based United Packers LLC recalled the soft drinks November 6th, according to reports. And they noted that of the 2,000 recalled cases, 1,557 of them were Sprite, According to the FDA, while Diet Coke accounted for 417 of the affected cases, while 14 were contaminated Fanta Orange. The cases sported the Best Buy dates of January 29th, 2024 for the Diet Coke and July 29th, 2024 for the Fanta Orange and Sprite. Three states in the South received the recalled Coca-Cola products. They were Alabama, Mississippi, and Florida. So, as always, Texas comes out on top. We're not affected. Hashtag Texas winning. Now, they noted that, quote, Coca-Cola bottling United voluntarily recalled the limited quantity of Fanta Orange, Sprite, Diet Coke in the total of 28 stores in the following markets. Specifically, it looks like it was Valparaiso, Florida, Robertsdale, and Mobile, Alabama, Gulfport, and Ocean Springs, uh, Springs uh, Mississippi. This is according to a Coca-Cola representative. They also noted that, quote, no impacted product remains on market, and recall activities in those markets are complete. And this is yet another issue is when you have third-party logistics and third-party fulfillment, one of these types of companies. So Coca-Cola, a lot of these companies, I mean, it's been decades since they've been, been in the actual bottling business. So a lot of them, such as Coca-Cola, they actually will make the syrups in-house. That's where you have the magical ingredients, uh, you know, 13 different herbs and spices I think they put in Coca-Cola or something like that, minus the cocaine. Well, unless they're Hunter Biden, but nevertheless. That's where they add all their special herbs and ingredients or proprietary and their little magical secret formulas. And then they take that syrup and they ship it to these bottling plants. Now these bottling plants will of course, they'll add the additional things like the carbonated water and they'll actually, depending on the capacity of the business, they'll either manufacture the bottles or they'll have the blank bottles. So if it's a plastic one, fascinatingly enough comes, eh, usually is the size of your index finger and it's almost a bottle of blank. They'll expand the bottle in a mold Turn traditional Coca-Cola bottle, fill it up with a syrup, high fructose corn syrup, slap a label, label on, and ship it to your local food market or sports bar, or sports balls arena. And that's the traditional business model or fulfillment model for soft drinks in the United States for many of these companies. Now the issue is this: is makes Coca-Cola look bad, but as the article noted, it was this third party, this bottling company, so it wasn't really Coca-Cola's fault. An instance where it would be your fault is if it had actually something in the high fructose corn syrup bags that they ship to these actual bottling companies. But nevertheless, it's still the biggest logo is usually when it comes to these situations, that's the one that gets most affected because that's the one that gets the biggest press, which frankly is why I talked about the Coca-Cola, the Diet Coca-Cola recall, because that's, that's something that much more people drink more frequently. It's a bigger name than Sprite. I don't even remember the last time I even bought a Sprite, truth, truth be told. But Nevertheless, to have such an issue where you're known, Coca-Cola is known for having have some of the strictest standards when it comes to their packaging, their materials. Very similar to the U.S. government mint, it's very rare to actually buy a flaw where you have a, a coin that is misstruck. Those are worth 
thousands of dollars because they have such high quality standards that they try to make sure those never leave the factory. Very similar to Coca-Cola. So to have an issue where you have such a premium brand and you put so much effort into having all your stuff being perfect to have a big default and one that actually is potentially dangerous because of the contaminants, that certainly is the business blunder of the day. Thank you again for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of December. So if you click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Also, leaving a comment is a great way to give me some feedback to let me know what I can be doing better and how I can improve the channel. Lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.